Hello and welcome back to my channel. If this is your first time here, hello, greetings. Each week I invite a special new guest onto the show. They share their stories, we talk and you know what, it's just so much fun fun to talk to different people you learn something new and if you don't learn something new it reinforces something that you may already believe today's episode is actually really special it's a two-part series so i've got part one which is obviously the one you're listening to and it's a beautiful couple anna and Toma, and they quit their jobs which i have been waiting to talk to someone who's been strong enough mentally to go out there quit their jobs and travel this week i'm going to be talking to them about how it's all going so this episode was recorded about two months ago and i cannot wait to honestly hear how their whole journey has gone they're such a lovely couple and i hope you enjoy it they are generation nomads on instagram they've got a blog and they're coming out with a book so let's get straight into it Hi guys, how are you? And thank you so much for joining me. So you guys have been traveling for five months. Are you still on your journey or has that kind of come to a Hi Priya. Hi. We're really excited to be part of this. Um, about uh, your question, yeah, well, in the midst of it and actually it just seems like we left. Um, time is flying, it's crazy. Yeah, we're just five months in really, so uh, right now in Sri Lanka. Sunny greetings from Sri Lanka to everyone. Wow, Sri Lanka, it's a country I have never been to. It's definitely would be culturally different. I'm sure it's similar to India in some ways. Has it been culturally a shock for you guys? Uh, well, we traveled to many countries before that already, and we've been to India before. We actually came from India to Sri Lanka, and Sri Lanka was actually much more similar to what we're used to at home back in the Netherlands. It seems modern. You have supermarkets that sell everything that uh, we would see at home as well. So that's uh, actually the less, the least cultural shock we had. Yeah, I guess we had our culture shocks before, so now we're more acclimatized to this area of the world. And um, <laughs> yeah, we. We feel, <laughs> we feel indeed that Sri Lanka is actually quite easy or comfortable to travel in and amazing in wildlife. So we're definitely um, seeing that it has a lot to offer while you can actually really have an easy time, let's say. That's so awesome. I suppose kind of stepping back a bit, I wanted to ask you guys, where was the first travel trip overseas, cross-borders journey that you went on together or, you know, separately? Cool. <laughs> You're taking us back, I think, quite a... <laughs> For me, I guess the first biggest travel was when I moved um, with my entire family from Kazakhstan, where I was born to Germany, where I then eventually grew up. I was six years old. So that was for me the first big trip that actually yeah, led to a new home. I guess that was quite a significant one. And for me, my parents are originally from Israel. They moved to the Netherlands before I was born. So uh, I was born uh, in the Netherlands. And then my first trip was uh, very uh, obvious then to go to Israel and visit my grandparents as a baby. So uh, I don't remember my first trip, but that's uh, yeah, in my childhood, we very often traveled back and forth to Israel. I'm right now trying to think what actually our first trip was together. And people would expect now a super romantic story of our first <laughs> trip, but honestly, I can't really remember. <laughs> well, our first trip together, I remember it. <laughs> well, we did not exactly plan to go together. It's something that we both had in mind for a while. 
to go to Southeast Asia. Uh, now, now the bell is ringing. <laughs> Maybe another step back. We met each other during our master studies in uh, Amsterdam, in the Netherlands, and we both had the idea to uh, go travel in Southeast Asia because we've never been there. Uh, yeah, as time went by, we uh, became a couple, and by the end of the master year, we uh, the trip that we both kind of had in mind separately became one trip that we both went on. I think we were five weeks. Yeah. Uh, five weeks in total uh, in Thailand, Cambodia and Vietnam. That was definitely, I think, the culture shock that we had it definitely for the first time and that was big. When we came now here, um, we knew kind of what to expect. Yeah, I think you guys have definitely done plenty of travel and you know what, that is a very romantic story. <laughs> like, you could have had these beautiful trips planned separately that aligned. And it's also really sweet because it means from the very beginning, kind Kind of shared this passion for travel or was it just something fun to experience did you both want to be traveling as much as you do now as for much? me it's always been a, a desire it's always been something that i wanted to do and but i never really found the right time and I did do like a longer trip to South America for two months before yeah, before the trip to Southeast Asia. So traveling yeah, it's definitely something that I've always liked. And I think that uh, yeah. Anna has the same. Uh, but yeah, you can say yourself. Yeah, for me, definitely um, as well. I think I had growing up always the dream to go to the U.S. And actually, my dream was to just settle down in the U.S. Uh, from TV and everything that just sounded like a dream let's say i made the dream let's say a little bit come true when i went to do an exchange semester with my uni program in california which was really an opening let's say travel fire <laughs> in me if I <laughs> so i really um couldn't imagine to go back couldn't imagine to stay back there was just you know the door opened to the world for me a little bit and i couldn't close it anymore when we met uh, in university in amsterdam we very quickly i think figured out that this is both our passion and we wanted to share that passion together and it's awesome that we managed to do that um, in a big way now with this trip that we're on right now because without end <laughs> it's a, we don't have a return date so far you know what's interesting that happens to everyone who travels like as soon as you start traveling you get that travel bug and it doesn't really go away and the same happened with me when I went on exchange to Austria. If you had to narrow it down, I mean I've never asked myself this question, what do you think it is that traveling does to everyone that makes us get that traveling bug? I don't know. Yeah, what is very this? good question. <laughs> very good question. It's difficult to simplify, but we talk about it a lot. And that's also yeah. part of something yeah, that we're kind of looking into now. As humans, by nature, we have, we're very curious beings. We want to find out things, you know, and we want to discover everything <laughs> that, that there is in the universe. And for some people, the passion lies in travel for some travel is something that appeals to a lot of people and it's not so much as like going on a holiday and relaxing it's more curious to see the new cultures new food to simplify i would maybe say curiosity is something mm -hmm. that draws a lot yeah. of people and i think maybe beyond also expanding your own horizon and learning new things i think it also teaches us a lot about ourselves we feel also that traveling gives us the opportunity to look at our lives let's say a little bit from a distance and that 
creates, let's say, gives us the chance to review what is important to us, how we want to live our life, how we imagine the future and where we want to live. So I think it's really amazing what it can do in, in learning new things about the world, but also about ourselves. And that's something that makes it for us at least so incredibly fascinating. Yeah, it gives it the mind space, basically, to, yeah. to think outside yeah. the box, let's say. When you're at home in your routine, you might be more in a box to think outside. When you travel, you do realize what's more important to you because on a daily basis, you have to, every second of the day, evaluate what needs to be done next, what is important. If it's as simple as getting water or getting food or, you know, being spatially aware with your partner when you travel, there's a lot that goes into it. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really a lot about this automatic mode that you were talking about. When did you guys decide to start sharing your travel journey on Instagram? Ooh. Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we started traveling. We started in Singapore and then went to uh, Malaysia and that was kind of quick traveling. And then we came to Thailand, decided we've been there before. So we went to the islands and just relaxed for a few uh, weeks. And that's kind of when we had the time to think, okay, what do we want to do besides only sightseeing and uh, traveling? Yeah, we kind of got the idea to start an Instagram together. So it's about four months ago we started it. That's really cool. That's done pretty well. Oh, by the way, thank I love you. your photos. <laughs> They're so beautiful. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> No worries. And I love how you capture the light in every single one of your photos. Thank you. Thank you. It's uh, quite a challenge sometimes, but I think we're growing uh, more and more into it. More. What we also love about Instagram, besides the photos, the captions or the stories that you can tell. We, we found that also we enjoy very much writing and expressing not only our experiences while traveling but also the thoughts that we have about why we are traveling and we feel that instagram is also a nice platform to share those with people that might be interested you can go back in time and it's kind of like your little mini blog that's true yeah, yeah. something to look back at and we sometimes think that in a couple of years maybe even we have all those photos our texts our to just bring us back again into this time of our lives and hopefully let us relive those moments that were yeah, very special to us yeah, it's really nice for us to capture it to Anna said in the future it will be really interesting for us to look back and that's also something to do besides the traveling now I mean it's just how to capture you can make photos you can make videos but through the writing and really expressing your thoughts it's also a nice thing to look back to and yeah. It's always interesting to look at the way that you write and how it changes over time. Yeah, for us, it's also really important now because we would like to indeed focus more on the writing and capture not only our stories, but also the stories of other travelers actually similar as you do. <laughs> and we really love the idea of the podcast. We tried to do that yeah, in writing and are working on our book. For us, it's also a great way to find people through Instagram that have interesting stories to tell. It's been very helpful and a lot of fun. Can you guys tell me more about your book? Yes. Before we set off to travel five months ago, we were, uh, okay, probably we're going to be the older ones that are going to be traveling around because most people usually do it before uni or right after uni as a gap year. I really expected to be the older ones. Wait, wait, wait. Up, you guys look very young. <laughs> so, anyone listening, these guys look very, very young. So, I, I agree, we're very young. You're as young as you think. That's exactly. 
but still we kind of thought okay you know it will be like a like different crowd and then when we uh, started traveling we started meeting couples and people basically similar to us who kind of already started their career and started working then just basically put a pause to everything that they were working on and decided to yeah just leave everything behind grab their backpack and go traveling and that became more and more interesting to us like okay so why is everybody doing this what's going on like what is happening to our generation that so many people instead of just doing what society expects basically that you know go to work excel in our career grow with the ranking and start a family etc etc everybody just decides hey, we're gonna stop everything take the risk and go traveling through meeting all those people we thought this is so interesting and yeah the other side of it is that there are so many people back at home wondering why are people going to travel why are so the ones who do want to travel to give them the inspiration that's possible and that anybody can do this and there's so many different people we talked to so far with so many backgrounds even with kids from variety of ages and it's just so interesting to see like different backgrounds everybody is able to do it and that's the main idea for the book that's really cool and i love that you're trying to spread this because me personally Personally, me and my partner like really want to build the courage, leave our jobs and go travel. And it's by everyone sharing and sharing these stories that, you know, it gives people strength because it is out of the norm. And, you know, we've been taught to fit into a structure, be a part of a community and stay a part of that community until, you know, we're 60. Fit into stepping out of the norm is very scary. And I think I've missed the biggest question with you guys. What made you take the jump to go travel for five months? Um... Yeah, maybe I take that one. We spoke about it before that we both really enjoyed traveling and we have been um, traveling ever since we met um, through every opportunity that we could get. So for us, it was naturally something that, let's say, made it on our bucket list at some point that we said at one moment in our lives, we want to go and travel really long term. And I think especially this was ignited this wish when we were on our Southeast Asia trip. And we met this couple and they were traveling for six months. And back then it was for us really unimaginable. Like, oh, wow, they're, they, they are going for six months. How is that possible? And it sounds so amazing. And we enjoyed our trip so much that we thought we have to make it at some point to be this couple that is traveling for so long. And we returned back and started our career, started our jobs. But um, we said at some point we want to take a break to everything and just go. And of course, as time goes by and as career is advancing, it seems like the timing is never perfect. I guess we came to a moment in our lives when we said, okay, it's scary to leave everything behind. And it seems like there is never the right timing, but it's even more scary to at some point look back and think we wanted to do this so much and we never found the right timing or the money or whatever it is to make it happen so then we thought okay it's just a shift in your mindset that you i think have to allow yourself to just go to really um let go of this idea that you have to you know from this uh, job to go into this promotion etc but that you just take a break the future will figure itself out let's say I think we also arrived a little bit in our routine uh, at a point. We were just longing for change because we felt that the routine was really creeping up on us. So on Monday, thinking about the weekend, 
and um, working really hard, not really seeing immediately what it brings us in terms of happiness. I think we, we really felt that the timing was right to do that. Yeah, and besides this, we also, the time to make a real plan. I mean, we planned it for a while and we could really like arrange things financially and also kind of prepare ourselves mentally and our families and everything. I mean, it, so we didn't leave within a week. Yeah. <laughs> took us a couple of months or more almost a year i would say but just like having this kind of a plan of how we're going to do this that really kind of became also more reassuring for us and and that's also speaking again about um you know different stories of others and maybe some people that are at home and they actually have this wish to go traveling but they think they cannot make it or it's so difficult i think we were also there and thinking that it is difficult you need money there is not the right timing i think what we just try to convey is that everybody can do it it just takes the mindset and planning i mean yeah like you said there's so many different stages one stage is simply going on a trip to southeast asia together the next is thinking about it going on your day-to-day life and then there's the serious sit-down conversation of okay are we gonna do this and then that whole stage of okay are we gonna do this I feel like that is the longest stage. That is the stage where it's like, you know, we've made this decision. Now we have to act on it. How long did that last? I think quite, yeah, quite a while. We actually had to change the date a few times. So we set ourselves like, yeah, basically a deadline. Yeah, sometimes, you know, we started working towards it and then other things got in the way. And then we were not ready, so then we delayed it again. And besides that, also yeah, social commitments, I would say, <laughs> like uh, weddings. Babies and, being yeah, born. Babies of uh, family members <laughs> being born. So there was always something coming up. I mean, we need to just take the time now. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, we'll just keep on waiting. <laughs> yeah, But probably the time period was like a year of uh, when we said, okay, we're really going to do it. And then yeah. we started seriously preparing for it, be it, you know, and really getting fully into the mindset. And although this might seem as the longest step i personally felt that actually the most difficult step was really the commitment to yourself like more to make that switch in your head that you're really gonna do it for me that was uh, that was the case because it's not i don't want to say easy to have a dream but yeah we all have dreams but actually to say I'm going to take that dream and I'm really going to make it a reality, not only someday, but actually in October 2018. (laughs) That was a commitment that we had to give ourselves from then onwards. Once we made that step mentally, things fell more into place. But we haven't booked our flight until like I think a month before or something because we were still playing a bit with the date which day is it going to be exactly (laughs) but uh, (laughs) yeah it was clear that we're leaving but uh, it was still like we didn't have a flight we didn't have the exact destination booked yet that all just happened i think just uh, three weeks before but uh, i think that's also a bit of our nature of being a bit last minute i mean we're (laughs) we're organizing everything last minute be it visa flights accommodation we just drive up to things it's good sometimes and it's bad sometimes we try to change it and uh, sometimes but that's i guess who we are (laughs) <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can dream about something forever, but yeah, you, to materialize it, you really need to go out there and take some action and do some steps to get there. Action. And- How exactly did you plan out financially how you would sustain Yeah, I think yourself? it's a good question. Sure. 
I think it's a good question and probably one of the most important questions that everyone has before going. Um, for us, it was definitely, um, let's say, choosing locations or the destinations that we're going to also based on our budget. Of course, we also have a dream to travel to the US and to travel to uh, South America and all the nations. And Australia. <laughs> felt that maybe it's good to start in a part of the world that is easier to sustain ourselves on a monthly basis. So we started yeah, in Asia. Um, we budget on a monthly basis. We um, had the experience also from our travels before when we told you we were in Southeast Asia. So we approximately knew how much you would spend. And we were thinking probably for accommodation, we will spend 20 euros a day or and then for food we would have or maximum 20 euros a day. And then we just calculated with additional budget for activities and transportation to come to a monthly budget. Once we thought about it, we did not make a big Excel sheet or so. We just roughly uh, thought how much that would be. We started uh, thinking about how do we prepare ourselves to yeah, have the funds to sustain ourselves and during the trip. The main when you're traveling, your main costs are having a place to stay at night eating food that's the <laughs> two basics and then on top of that you have transportation because you usually move around so these are really like main three that will definitely be there and you kind of need to have them for every day's activities that you do you know like we're now in Sri Lanka and then you go on a safari or you go snorkeling and these are like the unexpected things that you kind of just need to have like uh, just a random number <laughs> because you cannot really budget cannot really plan for every country that you'll visit how many activities you're going to do and how much it's all going to cost yeah very different so you just need to have some room there yeah, that's the thing how you can build your budget yeah yeah i think we we thought we had a rough idea in our heads and then we thought okay let's go and see if that will work out and so far in asia it was quite okay let's say for us if we want to move on to the destinations that i said more expensive places then we would have to reevaluate. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy how much like a first world country can become very expensive. Yeah. Whereas, you know, in Asia, everything is just people from Australia or Europe. It's just very, very affordable. And I think we're quite lucky in that way. Definitely. It makes you see also your spending back at home differently. Sometimes we would think about, wow, we would spend in a blink so much money for an evening out just, you know, to have some food after, let's say, on a Friday. Then you go for some food, for some drinks, maybe you catch a movie and you easily spend for two people maybe a hundred euros almost without even thinking about it. And you can live in Asia with this money a couple of days. And the funny thing is actually that when you're here for a while, you kind of get used to the norm and then sometimes when something is priced more in a western uh, way like if you go to a very touristic restaurant then the prices are kind of western and then you know you, you're standing there and you're like this is outrageous this is impossible <laughs> back at home you would think god oh, that's totally okay yeah but i guess also with taxis everything you just very quickly get used to the price in the place you're in and uh, you also think in those prices and then anything that is a little bit uh, beyond that that rationally you might think oh we're actually talking only about 50 euro cents or so but in that moment it seems so much really becoming on a on a local level but that makes it also really interesting let's say the whole traveling but also brings you a bit closer to the local life when you know the price of a meal is two euros or three euros and then somebody's trying to charge you a euro extra on something 
then you kind of feel like, hey, that's that's uh, that's half a meal. Yeah. <laughs> that's half a meal, you know. We still convert back to our own currency, but at the same time, we really have a feeling also for the currency here. So that's uh, it's funny how you can be on both levels. Yeah, it's funny how you can chop and change, but. I suppose it's because you don't want to make you feel like someone is ripping you off or taking advantage of you just because you look different and charging you more. No one likes that. It doesn't matter how much something costs. Exactly. I guess it's really about the principle sometimes. And especially when you have the feeling that they make up prices on the go, which also happens very often. If you would ask somebody, how much is that? And then you hear them chatting a little bit and then they come with really outrageous amount. Then you're like, okay, this cannot be right. For traveling with a budget, you also need to not be embarrassed to negotiate. I mean, at least here in Southeast Asia, uh, most countries, it seems like, you know, you can negotiate over everything almost. They know it. They kind of expect you to <laughs> know it as well. Because sometimes you ask like in a market, how much is that? And then they give you a price, which Triple. is completely <laughs> crazy. And then you just, you don't have to be embarrassed to say, yeah, a fifth of that price or something. And then you will see that you'll end up at a reasonable price. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, like sometimes if you would have this negotiation with somebody, which Triple. is completely <laughs> crazy, and then you just... You... Thanks for joining me. So you guys have been traveling for five months. Are you still on your journey or has that right. come to a... <laughs> Hi, Priya. Hi. Have this negotiation with some part of this. Um, about uh, your question, yeah, well, in the midst of it, and actually, it just seems like we left. Um, time is flying, it's crazy. Yeah, we're just five months in, really. So, uh, right now in Sri Lanka. Sunny greetings from Sri Lanka to everyone. Wow, Sri Lanka, it's a country I have never been to. It's definitely would be culturally different. I'm sure it's similar to India in some ways. Has it been culturally a shock for you guys? Uh, well, we traveled to many countries before that already. And we've been to India before. We actually came from India to Sri Lanka. And Sri Lanka was actually much more similar to what we're used to at home back in the Netherlands. It seems modern. You have supermarkets that sell everything that uh, we would see at home as well. So that's uh, actually the, less, the least cultural shock we had. Yeah, I guess we had our culture shocks before. So now we're more acclimatized to this area of the world. And um, <laughs> yeah, we... We feel, <laughs> we feel indeed that Sri Lanka is actually quite easy or comfortable to travel in and amazing in wildlife. So we're definitely um, seeing that it has a lot to offer while you can actually really have an easy time, let's say. That's so awesome. I suppose kind of stepping back a bit, I wanted to ask you guys, where was the first travel trip overseas, cross borders journey that you went on together or, you know, separately? Cool. <laughs> You're taking us back, I think, quite a... <laughs> For me, I guess the first biggest travel was when I moved um, with my entire family from Kazakhstan, where I was born. To Germany where I then eventually grew up. I was six years old so that was for me the first big trip that actually yeah, led to a new home. I guess that was quite a significant one. And for me my parents are originally from Israel. They moved to the Netherlands before I was born so uh, I was born uh, in the Netherlands and then my first trip was a yeah, very uh, 
obvious than to go to Israel and visit my grandparents as a baby. So uh, I don't remember my first trip, but that's, uh, yeah, in my childhood, we very often traveled back and forth to Israel. I'm right now trying to think what actually our first trip was together. And people would expect now a super romantic story of our first <laughs> trip, but honestly, I can't really remember. <laughs> well, our first trip together, I remember it. <laughs> well, we did not exactly plan to go together. It's something that we both had in mind for a while to go to Southeast Asia. Uh, now, now the bell is ringing. <laughs> Maybe another step back, we met each other during our master's studies in uh, Amsterdam, in the Netherlands. And we both had the idea to uh, go travel in Southeast Asia because we've never been there. Uh, yeah, as time went by, we uh, became a couple. And by the end of the master year, we uh, the trip that we both kind of had in mind separately became one trip that we both went on. I think we were five weeks. Yeah. Uh, five weeks in total uh, in Thailand, Cambodia and Vietnam. That was definitely, I think, the culture shock that we had it definitely for the first time and that was big. When we came now here, um, we knew kind of what to expect. Yeah, I think you guys have definitely done plenty of travel and you know what, that is a very romantic story. <laughs> like, you would have had these beautiful trips planned separately that aligned. And it's also really sweet because it means from the very beginning, kind of shared this passion for travel or was it just something fun to experience did you both want to be traveling as much as you do now as for me it's always been a, a desire it's always been something that i wanted to do and but i never really found the right time and I did do like a longer trip to South America for two months before yeah, before the trip to Southeast Asia. So traveling yeah, is definitely something that I've always liked. And I think that uh, yeah. Anna has the same. Uh, but yeah, you can say yourself. Yeah, for me, definitely um, as well. I think. I had growing up always the dream to go to the US and actually my dream was to just settle down in the US uh, from TV and everything that just sounded like a dream, let's say. I made the dream let's say, a little bit come true when I went to do an exchange semester with my uni program in California, which was really an opening, let's say, travel fire <laughs> in me. If I can say so. <laughs> I really um, couldn't imagine to go back, couldn't imagine to stay back. There was just, you know, the door opened to the world for me a little bit and I couldn't close it anymore. When we met uh, in university in Amsterdam, we very quickly, I think, figured out that this is both our passion and we wanted to share that passion together. And it's awesome that we managed to do that um, in a big way now with this trip that we're on right now, because without end, <laughs> I'd say we don't have a return date so far. You know what's interesting? That happens to everyone who travels. Like as soon as you start traveling, you get that travel bug and it doesn't really go away. And the same happened with me when I went on exchange to Austria. If you had to narrow it down, I mean, I've never asked myself this question. What do you think it is that traveling does to everyone that makes us get that traveling bug? I don't know. Yeah, what is very this? good question. <laughs> very good question. It's difficult to simplify, but we talk about it a lot. And that's also yeah. part of something that we're kind of looking into now. As humans, by nature, we have, we're very curious beings. We want to find out things, you know, and we want to discover everything <laughs> that, that there is in the universe. And for some people, the passion lies in 
some travel. For some travel is something that appeals to a lot of people. It's not so much as like going on a holiday and relaxing. It's more curious to see the new cultures, new food. To simplify, I would maybe say curiosity is something mm -hmm. that draws a lot yeah. of people. And I think maybe beyond also expanding your own horizon and learning new things, I think it also teaches us a lot about ourselves. We feel also that traveling gives us the opportunity to look at our lives let's say, a little bit from a distance. And that creates, let's say, gives us the chance to review what is important to us, how we want to live our life, how we imagine the future and where we want to live. So I think it's really amazing what it can do in, in learning new things about the world, but also about ourselves. And that's something that makes it for us at least so incredibly fascinating. Yeah, it gives you the mind space, basically, to, yeah. to think outside yeah. the box, let's say. When you're at home in your routine, you might be more in a box to think outside. When you travel, you do realize what's more important to you because on a daily basis, you have to, every second of the day, evaluate what needs to be done next, what is important. If it's as simple as getting water or getting food or, you know, being spatially aware with your partner when you travel, there's a lot that goes into it. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really a lot about this automatic mode that you were talking about. When did you guys decide to start sharing your travel journey? on Instagram? Who? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we started traveling. We started in Singapore and then went to uh, Malaysia and that was kind of quick traveling. And then we came to Thailand, decided we'd been there before. So we went to the islands and just relaxed for a few uh, weeks. And that's kind of when we had the time to think, okay, what do we want to do besides only sightseeing and uh, traveling? Yeah, we kind of got the idea, got started an Instagram together. So it's about four months ago we started it. That's really cool. That's done pretty well. Oh, by the way, thank I love you. your photos. <laughs> They're so beautiful. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> No worries. And I love how you capture the light in every single one of your photos. Thank you. Thank you. It's uh, quite a challenge sometimes, but I think we're growing uh, more and more into it. More. What we also love about Instagram, besides the photos, the captions or the stories that you can tell. We, we found that also we enjoy very much writing and expressing not only our experiences while traveling but also the thoughts that we have about why we are traveling and we feel that instagram is also a nice platform to share those with people that might be interested you can go back in time and it's kind of like your little mini blog that's true yeah, yeah. something to look back at and we sometimes think that in a couple of years maybe even we have all those photos our texts our to just bring us back again into this time of our lives and hopefully let us relive those moments that were yeah, very special to us yeah, it's really nice for us to capture it and i said in the future it will be really interesting for us to look back and that's also something to do besides the traveling now i mean it's just how to capture you can make photos you can make videos but through the writing and really expressing your thoughts also a nice thing to look back to and yeah. It's always interesting to look at the way that you write and how it changes over time. Yeah, for us, it's also really important now because we would like to indeed focus more on the writing and capture not only our stories, but also the stories of other travelers actually similar as you do. <laughs> and we really love the idea of the podcast. We try to do that yeah, in writing and are working on our book. For us, it's also a great way to find people through Instagram that have interesting stories to tell. It's been very helpful and a lot of fun. Can you guys tell me more about your book? 
Yes. Before we set off to travel five months ago, we were, uh, okay, probably we're going to be the older ones that are going to be traveling around because most people usually do it before uni or right after uni as a gap year. I really expected to be the older ones. Wait, wait, wait. you guys look very young. (laughs) So, anyone listening, these guys look very, very young. (laughs) So, I I agree, we're very young. You're as young as you think. Exactly. But still, we kind of thought, okay, you know, it will be like a like different crowd. And then when we uh, started traveling, we started meeting couples and people basically similar to us who kind of already started their career and started working, then just basically put a pause to everything that they were working on and decided to yeah just leave everything behind, grab their backpack and go traveling. And that became more and more interesting to us. Like, okay, so why is everybody doing this? What's going on? Like, what is happening to our generation that's so many people instead of just doing what society expects basically that you know go to work excel in our career grow with the ranking and start a family etc etc everybody just decides we're gonna stop everything take the risk and go traveling through meeting all those people we thought this is so interesting and yeah the other side of it is that there are so many people back at home wondering why are people going to travel why are the ones who do want to travel to give them the inspiration that's possible and that anybody can do this and there's so many different people we talked to so far with so many backgrounds even with kids from variety of ages and it's just so interesting to see like different backgrounds everybody is able to do it and that's the main idea for the book that's really cool and i love that you're trying to spread this because me personally me and my partner like really want to build the courage leave our jobs and go travel and it's by everyone sharing and sharing these stories that you know it gives people strength because it is out of the norm and you know we've been taught to fit into a structure be a part of a community and stay a part of that community until you know we're 60 fit into stepping out of the norm is very scary and i think i've missed the biggest question with you guys what made you take the jump to go travel for five months um yeah, maybe I take that one. We spoke about it before that we both really enjoyed traveling and we have been um, traveling ever since we met um, through every opportunity that we could get. So for us, it was naturally something that, let's say, made it on our bucket list at some point that we said at one moment in our lives, we want to go and travel really long term. And I think especially this was ignited this wish when we were on our Southeast Asia trip. And we met this couple and they were traveling for six months. And back then it was for us really unimaginable. Like, oh, wow, they're, they, they are going for six months. How is that possible? And it sounds so amazing. And we enjoyed our trip so much that we thought we have to make it at some point to be this couple that is traveling for so long. And we returned back and started our career, started our jobs. But um, we said at some point we want to take a break to everything and just go. And of course, as time goes by and as career is advancing, it seems like the timing is never perfect. I guess we came to a moment in our lives when we said, okay, it's scary to leave everything behind. And it seems like there is never the right timing, but it's even more scary to at some point look back and think, We wanted to do this so much and we never found the right timing or the money or whatever it is to make it happen. 
So then we thought, okay, it's just a shift in your mindset that you, I think, have to allow yourself to just go, to really um, let go of this idea that you have to, you know, from this uh, job to go into this promotion, etc. but that you just take a break. The future will figure itself out, let's say. I think we also arrived a little bit in our routine uh, at a point. We were just longing for change because we felt that the routine was really creeping up on us. So on Monday, thinking about the weekend, um, working really hard, not really seeing immediately what it brings us in terms of happiness. I think we, we really felt that the timing was right to do that. Yeah, and besides this, we also, the time to make a real plan. I mean, we planned it for a while and we could really like arrange things financially and also kind of prepare ourselves mentally and our families and everything. I mean, it, so we didn't leave within a week. Yeah. took us uh, a couple of months or more, almost a year, I would say. But just like having this kind of a plan of how we're going to do this, that really kind of became also more reassuring for us. And, and that's also speaking again about, um, you know, different stories of others and maybe some people that are at home and they actually have this wish to go traveling, but they think they cannot make it or it's so difficult. I think we were also there and thinking that it is difficult. You need money. There is not the right timing. I think what we just tried to convey is is that everybody can do it. It just takes the mindset and planning. I mean, yeah, like you said, there's so many different stages. One stage is simply going on a trip to Southeast Asia together. The next is thinking about it, going on your day-to-day life. And then there's the serious sit-down conversation of, okay, are we going to do this? And then that whole stage of, okay, are we going to do this? I feel like that is the longest stage. That is the stage where it's like, you know, we've made this decision. Now we have to act on it. How long did that last? I think quite quite a while. We actually had to change the date a few times. (laughs) So we set ourselves like, yeah, basically a deadline. Yeah, sometimes, you know, we started working towards it and then other things got in the way. And then we were not ready, so then we delayed it again. And besides that, also yeah, social commitments, I would say, <laughs> like uh, weddings. And, babies being yeah, born. Babies of uh, family members being born. So there was always something coming up. I mean, we need to just take the time now. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, we'll just keep on waiting. <laughs> yeah, But probably the time period was like a year of uh, when we said, okay, we're really going to do it. And then yeah. we started seriously preparing for it, be it, you know, and really getting fully into the mindset. And although this might seem as the longest step, I personally felt that actually the most difficult step was really the commitment to yourself, like more to make that switch in your head that you're really going to do it. For me, that was uh, that was the case because it's not, I don't want to say easy to have a dream, but yeah, we all have dreams, but actually to say, I'm going to take that dream and I'm really going to make it a reality, not only someday, but actually in October 2018, <laughs> there was a commitment that we had to give ourselves from then onwards. Once we made that step mentally, things fell more into place. But we haven't booked our flight until like, I think a month before or something because we were still playing a bit with the date which day is it going to be exactly (laughs) but uh, (laughs) yeah it was clear that we're leaving but uh, it was still like 
we didn't have a flight we didn't have the exact destination booked yet that all just happened i think just yeah. uh, three weeks before uh, but i think that's also a bit of our nature of being a bit last minute i mean we're <laughs> we're organizing everything last minute be it visa flights accommodation we just drive up to things it's good sometimes and it's bad sometimes we try to change it and uh, sometimes but that's i guess who we are <laughs> that i mean yeah you can dream about something forever but yeah you <laughs> to materialize it you really need to go out there and take some action and do some steps to get their action and how exactly did you plan out financially how you would sustain yeah, i think yourself. it's a good question for sure i think it's a good question and probably one of the most important questions that everyone has before going um, for us it was definitely uh, let's say choosing locations or the destinations that we're going to also based on our budget of course we also have a dream to travel to the u.s and to travel to uh, south america and all the nations and australia <laughs> felt that maybe it's good to start in a part of the world that is easier to sustain ourselves on a monthly basis so we started yeah, in asia um we budget on a monthly basis we um, had the experience also from our travels before when we told you we were in Southeast Asia so we approximately knew how much you would spend and we were thinking probably for accommodation we will spend 20 euros a day or and then for food we would have or maximum 20 euros a day and then we just calculated with additional budget for activities and transportation to come to a monthly budget once we thought about it we did not make a big excel sheet or so we just roughly uh, thought how much that would be we started uh, thinking about how do we prepare ourselves to yeah have the funds to sustain ourselves and during the trip the main when you're traveling your main costs are having a place to stay at night eating food that's the <laughs> two basics and then on top of that you have transportation because you usually move around so these are really like main three that will definitely be there and you kind of need to have them for every days activities that you do you know like we're now in sri lanka and then you go on a safari or you go snorkeling and these are like the unexpected things that you kind of just need to have like uh, just a random number <laughs> because you cannot really budget cannot really plan for every country that that you'll visit how many activities you're going to do and how much it's all going to cost yeah very different so you just need to have some room there yeah, that's the thing how you can build your budget yeah yeah i think we we thought we had a rough idea in our heads and then we thought okay let's go and see if that will work out and so far in asia it was quite okay let's say for us if we want to move on to the destinations that i said more expensive places then we would have to reevaluate <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy how much like a first world country can become very expensive. Yeah. Whereas, you know, in Asia, everything is just people from Australia or Europe. It's just very, very affordable. And I think we're quite lucky in that way. Definitely. It makes you see also your spending back at home differently. Sometimes we would think about, wow, we would spend in a blink so much money for an evening out just, you know, to have some food after, let's say, on a Friday. Then you go for some food, for some drinks, maybe you catch a movie and you easily spend for two people maybe a hundred euros almost without even thinking about it. And you can live in Asia with this money a couple of days. And the funny thing is actually that when you're here for a while, 
you kind of get used to the norm and then sometimes when something is priced more in a western uh, way like if you go to a very touristic restaurant then the prices are kind of western and then you know you, you're standing there and you're like this is outrageous this is impossible <laughs> back at home you would think god oh, it's totally okay yeah but i guess also with taxis everything you just very quickly get used to the price in the place you're in and uh, you also think in those prices and then anything that is a little bit uh, beyond that rationally you might think oh we're actually talking only about 50 euro cents or so but in that moment it seems so much really becoming on a on a local level but that makes it also really interesting let's say the whole traveling but also brings you a bit closer to the local life when you know the price of a meal is two euros or three euros and then somebody's trying to charge you a euro extra on something then you kind of feel like hey that's that's uh, that's half a meal top, yeah. <laughs> that's half a meal you know we still convert back to our own currency but at the same time we really have a feeling also for the currency here so that's uh, it's funny how you can be on both levels yeah it's funny how you can chop and change but I suppose it's because you don't want to make you feel like someone is ripping you off or taking advantage of you just because you look different and charging you more. No one likes that. It doesn't matter how much something costs. Exactly. I guess it's really about the principle sometimes. And especially when you have the feeling that they make up prices on the go, which also happens very often. If you would ask somebody, how much is that? And then you hear them chatting a little bit and then they come with really outrageous amount. Then you're like, okay, this cannot be right. For traveling with a budget, you also need to not be embarrassed to negotiate. I mean, at least here in Southeast Asia, uh, most countries, it seems like, you know, you can negotiate over everything almost. They know it. They kind of expect you to <laughs> know it as well. Because sometimes you ask like in a market, how much is that? And then they give you a price, which Triple. is completely <laughs> crazy. And then you just, you don't have to be embarrassed to say fifth of that price or something. And then you will see that you'll end up at a reasonable price. If you would have this negotiation with somebody back at home, you would not tell somebody I'm going to only offer you 20% of what you're asking. But you're... <laughs> I mean, I'm lucky in this sense because Tomer is really good in negotiation. For me, I'm a bit more embarrassed i feel a bit like oh i don't want to upset them or i don't want to offend them if i go too much down i mean i'm getting more there but i'm good to have you on my side <laughs> so that definitely helps <laughs> it's funny when um when couples negotiate together because when me and Sid go to like a local market i will ask them you know how much is this and then they'll give me a ridiculous price and they will always look at my partner and just kind of go oh you could you can't just buy this for her and then I look at them and I go no 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 <laughs> it's got nothing to do with that <laughs> so of all the countries that you've been to so far what are your top three Ooh, three. Well, we're now still in Sri Lanka. From when we arrived, we're now three weeks here. Yeah, we can't stop saying how this is definitely one of our favorites. So I think it's definitely in the top three. Yeah, it just has everything. It has wildlife. Like we've seen so many wildlife here that we have never seen in any other country, from elephants to whales to dolphins. Today we swam with turtles. Yeah, this it's morning just, actually. Uh, yeah, What? It's incredible here. Yeah, it's unbelievable yeah. how every day you see something completely out of the ordinary and something we've never seen before this morning with 
sea turtles and then the other day we were driving with our tuk-tuk that we rented here in Sri Lanka which also makes it an incredible experience and that's something just on the road yeah, yeah. on the road it's something that we will forever look back so Sri Lanka definitely will wow. forever be yeah. an amazing place yeah. Sri Lanka is definitely it yeah, <laughs> where are you staying in Sri Lanka well, we've been moving around all the time. Right yeah. now, we're in Merista, which is on the south coast. Uh, Beach side. But we have our tuk-tuk, so we rented that one in the in the capital city in Colombo. And we had that now with us for three weeks, so we have been quite flexible. But it gave us also the chance to explore the country in a less touristy way. So we can really go wherever we want to go, stop wherever we want to like stop. Like waterfalls on the way. It's, There's just yeah. everything in this country. Yeah. It's really amazing. <laughs> Amazing, uh, experience but yeah we were talking about uh, Vietnam was also something that we forever mm -hmm. will uh, look back that sunset on the beach and they serve rice porridge soup yeah, yeah that was really yeah, Vietnam is also very diverse I mean yeah we went from south to north you can just see everything gradually changing like yeah, in the south the Mekong Delta that was very nice we had a homestay there it was really mm. cool and then in the north we went also in the Sapa, which is a mountainy area which was a completely yeah. different experience. Maybe another one. So, and yeah, you will see that we did not uh, think about that before, but uh, I'm just going to bring it up. We have been traveling uh, some years ago uh, to Croatia and to Slovenia. Mm. And what we realized is that it's countries that, well, in, in um, Eastern Europe, and they're not too far from our home, but have so much to offer that we said we will definitely return and actually explore more of that area because we were completely surprised on what those countries that are actually not the travel destinations maybe that come up you know on the, to the top of your mind for everybody we really enjoyed it there as well and uh, that's yeah, something Slovenia we to was, a, was yeah. a big surprise for us yeah. we just had a stop over there and we were not planning to stay there and and then we ended up staying there for five days it was and that was before we had unlimited time to travel yeah, that was when yeah. we had a three-week yeah, holiday three but it's really difficult to narrow it down to three destinations it's every every place has something really unique mm -hmm. um so often we find ourselves thinking like when we arrive or a couple of days into the trip we are already planning how we're gonna come back because yeah. we already know that the time is not enough to see everything <laughs> <laughs> but what was it that you loved about slovenia in Slovenia, we uh, arrived in the city of uh, Ljubljana, which is the capital. That already gave us like a nice impression because it's a very cozy city. It has this river running through it, bridges, a nice little restaurant. It was a very cozy little capital away, city. Yeah. So that was already very nice. And then we uh, heard about the national park that was just half an hour, 45 minutes driving from there. You can see lakes, hike mountains. up some mountains and waterfalls, a lot of uh, nature stuff. We initially planned to go for one day. Then we saw some lake and a waterfall and we heard about so many other things that we decided, okay, we have to extend our yeah. car rental and everything. And we just called the car rental company and said, we're staying for <laughs> three, four days. And then we just kept on coming back to that national park. Cannot remember the name of it. No, me, me right now it's neither. It's north of Ljubljana. We did some rafting as well there. It was really a um, good, good week. Yeah, if mm. you like nature and that kind of stuff, then Slovenia is definitely a nice, uh, yeah. nice place to go to. What kind of travelers are you guys? Do you like to have a lot of your trip planned out or do you like to take it week by week or day by day? What kind of travelers are you? 
that's uh, that's something that we often talk about. <laughs> or we often think about yeah. and try to figure ourselves <laughs> out. <laughs> no, but I think what we're doing more is the day by day, which is very nice because you have the flexibility to yeah, just change your plans every moment and stay in a place if you like it more or move on if you like it less. So that's the positive side about it. The disadvantage about it is that you end up having to plan a lot all the time. You just always have yeah, to think, okay, where are we going to go next? Then when you have to look for accommodation there. Yeah, you know, the whole planning, basically just continuous planning rather than just one time, you know, sit down for, I don't know how many hours and plan the entire trip. It's like, it just continues. You do have to kind of stay on the ball of things and be on top of everything or not. Or you can just relax. <laughs> <laughs> But we sometimes also find ourselves thinking, yeah, we want to be flexible, but on the other hand, we know that we have only a limited time. For example, now in Sri Lanka, we have because of our visa period. So then we think, okay, we want to see those places. Then you have to kind of start planning on if you want to make it to those places or then other things like booking the onward flight because you also have to think about what destination you want to go next. We like to, uh, let's say, think about what destination we want to go next like one month in advance but then book the flight ticket like two days in advance <laughs> we try to work on that sometimes we just postpone the planning because it's so much planning and, and people that don't travel they might actually think yeah traveling is only relaxation and uh, there is nothing to do etc but Actually, we sometimes feel it's so much organization and you have to think about a lot of things. <laughs> it's quite some work to really make your trip work. You always have to think also a few steps ahead. That's basically yeah. it. Yeah, you might be able to stay somewhere for a long time and just relax. Yeah, at some point, you kind of have to move on as well. So that's the yeah. when you need to plan it. Have you ever been to a city where you've had a moment where you felt unsafe you know every city every country has unsafe areas have you ever had a moment where a horrible travel moment where you felt unsafe something's gone wrong you've lost something something's been stolen yeah so we had this moment um, when we were traveling to panama we were there staying a central area called Barrio Viejo, I think, so the, the old quarter. It's not that much that we felt unsafe. Um, people told us that we should not leave the borders of this area because it is very unsafe beyond that point. The um, police are afraid of, of criminals. Go, exactly, of going there. And basically, if you go there, nobody can save you. That made us really, really um, actually feeling a little bit trapped in this area yeah, of the prison. city. And we never had that before. So it was a very strange feeling and until today we don't know objectively if there was any danger or not but it's just made us feel a little bit awkward and a bit immobile quite strange to think of course you're in a, in a foreign place and you don't uh, know really anybody you don't know how things work there you don't know the people and that was definitely um, when we felt a little bit uncomfortable but again i mean we we don't want to say that it was really super unsafe or not because nothing uh, luckily uh, happened to us that we also did not leave <laughs> let's say the safe area yeah. and the safe um, area or the neighborhood where we were yeah. staying was very nice and cozy and beyond just a few streets further there is maybe people that would rob you with guns 
all the travels that we've done, we never came into, into a situation where we seriously felt threatened or, or endangered. That's really good. But we also try to really stick to advice that we receive from locals. For example, here in Sri Lanka, it is amazing really what wildlife you have and also staying very close to national parks or in national parks is really amazing. But on the other hand, you also have, say, elephants that are roaming around freely, sometimes at night through those villages or through the streets. And then people tell you, yeah, don't go out late in the evening, especially with lights of your of your vehicle, because that might scare them and then they might, you know, react in a certain way. So there are always warnings that we get, or there might be some danger points, but we try to really take the advice really close to heart. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. And you sometimes you just have to be street smart and use your brain, use use people around you, ask the people that you're staying with at the hotel or the Airbnb or at hostels, you know, everyone's more than happy to share information always. Do you have mm-hmm. a resource that you love, a book that's really connected with you or a movie or just a resource, any resource that is connected really well with you that you'd like to share? I think we have been talking about it today for me, so I'm, I'm just going to throw that one in. It's a, a book that uh, I've been reading last year and it's actually really impacted me significantly, Getting Your Shit Together by Sarah Knight. Awesome. And um, (laughs) it's a book that is talking about really just getting your shit together and getting over your fears and making a plan to make it happen. Really keeping it very simple. Yeah, I, I'm not sure if you can call it a self-help book or, or not. So yeah, pro- yeah, it is probably in the category and um, has been very, very helpful for me in terms of understanding a little bit better how I tick or what makes me tick just from the little clues that she's giving and uh, that's definitely one that I would share for me yeah I mean I listen to a lot of Anthony Robbins for example that's a lot of stuff like about how to achieve the things you want Tim Ferriss well that was before leaving that was something that I listened to and then that's something to incorporate also while traveling you're very busy doing a lot of things and we've said we're trying to do something like write a book and then you need to be disciplined and find a way to be efficient and so the four-hour work week I definitely take also into the travel because you can apply it in the way that yeah we need to be efficient as well as have a lot of fun. Mm. Really cool question that made us really think now for a moment. (laughs) Personally, I love Gretchen Rubin. I listened to a lot of book on Blinkist, which is a nonfiction book. It's a really cool way to just find out if you want to read a book further or just get the gist of the book without having to read it completely. Okay, yeah, I did hear about those. Do you reckon it's worth it? For me, it was, yeah. I had a subscription for two years and I stopped it before traveling and I got a subscription to a normal audiobook uh, application. There is other options as well, but Blinkist is the one that I used for two years. And maybe one last also platform is Medium that we uh, discovered also for ourselves not sure if you know that once it's a writer's writer's platform and well we sometimes call it the instagram for writing (laughs) because everyone can just share their writing it's a say for people that are passionate about um, writing themselves or would like to share some ideas or thoughts that they have don't even need to be necessarily professional yeah you can just uh, share your writing there and you have a uh, you have different topic categories and you, you can find interesting uh, topics there. You can be found yourself. And that's for us now something that we like yeah. to explore a bit more. 
Indeed, so it's like a social platform for writers, basically. Yeah. I mean, yeah, people follow you, people like your posts, etc. So it's uh, in that way, but then more focused on the writing. And uh, I have a few people that have been following their blogs for a while, a lot of like self-help, that kind of stuff. But there's also a lot of stuff about traveling that I've been reading recently there. And we also uploaded already a couple of articles yeah. ourselves. So if people are interested, Generation Nomads. <laughs> Generation Nomads. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, I'm going to search it. I've already searched for Medium on my laptop just then. So it's kind of like a big search engine just for blog articles. And let's say you're interested in travel and you're interested in self-development or so. And then you might um, get suggestions on articles that could be interesting for you. So, for example, something that Tom uh, mentioned, like how can I discover myself or learn new things about myself through travel? That would be like a typical post, let's say, in those categories. So they have a ton of categories and something for everybody and, and all topics. So it's Yeah, that's so awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that with me. I love learning <laughs> new things. <laughs> What's a habit that has changed your life? mindful eating focus more on the eating while you're eating <laughs> not to just you know shove food down your mouth basically uh, so to, and that's i should that's probably a, do that i think my partner would say <laughs> that i need to do that <laughs> yeah maybe one uh, one other one and that's also one that we share actually because we have been talking about it before is um the habit so that's also a small thing but also has to do with uh, positivity and mindfulness it's really to tell yourself in the morning mm. that it's going to be a good day today just you know to start the day with the mindset of you know whatever happens there will be something good in the day and it's mm -hmm. going to be a good day yeah. and that does so much how you're looking at things it really gives you a kickstart for the days what we really notice i mean in the traveling like you know you have good days you have bad days things can sometimes be really tough on you when you're traveling and eventually it's really just a matter of your perspective on things it's how you see the world yeah. keeping the positive attitude it's really important when you're traveling i totally agree with that whatever you put out into yeah. the universe that's what you'll get back what is next for you guys you know you're traveling you're in sri lanka you're writing a lovely book so i mean what's the plan mm -hmm. after <laughs> the couple of months of travel so the plan is to find a way to sustain it while we're on the go. So we don't want to come back home, work, and then go again. We want to really find a way to sustain ourselves. We're trying out different things and we're looking for what's working for us. That sounds lovely. And yeah, whenever you're in Australia, you're more than welcome to come stay with me. And it's yeah. lovely to catch up with you guys. Yeah, thanks for the offer. What is your favorite quote? So I have a, a little brother who is just five years old. Yeah, so once yeah, he, he asked for something and then we said to him, no, you can, we can do that later. And then he said, later means never. That's and that so kind true. of really stuck to me. <laughs> Very often we find ourselves in life postponing things and yeah, we'll do that later, you know. Oh, I'll start going to the gym later or I'll travel later or... I mean, you shouldn't do everything at once, but at the same time, you should kind of think, okay, when later? You know, just saying later means never. I think that is probably the best quote ever because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone can relate to that. We always say, I'll do that later. You know, I'm tired. I'll do it later. Or it's like, I'll do it tomorrow. Tomorrow never comes. <laughs> Exactly, yeah. exactly. And tomorrow there will be always another tomorrow. And yeah. <laughs>
Can you please finish this sentence for me? The most amazing part of life is? Rediscovering it over and over again. I think life constantly moves on and there are different chapters that we go through or different periods in our lives. And every period or every chapter in our lives has its priorities or its significant moment. Through life, we're, of course, shaping ourselves and we're changing and uh, we develop or work on our priorities. We develop new preferences, so we're, it's a constant change. So it's interesting to rediscover not only life, but also yourself through those periods. And it's something that I noticed for myself. Now I'm curious what Zoe came up with. The best thing about life is that you get to choose. I mean, people are born into different situations, of course, but we always have a certain amount of freedom to choose how we view things and how we're going to approach our life and what we're going to make out of it. Yeah, I mean, it's more in your mind than, I mean, you cannot always control the external environment, but you can always control your mind and what you make out of it. And that's also something, again, rounding back to traveling, something that you see when you're traveling, that you see people living in totally different conditions than what you're used to. And they're happy. It's just because they choose to be happy or, you know, that's the mindset that they're, they're happy. And that, that's the nice thing that you can choose it. To be happy and it is um, of course sometimes it feels easier said than done and there are periods and times when it's more difficult to think positively or um, yeah to have this positive mindset but us too we try to remind ourselves of that each time when we're maybe one of us is feeling down or both of us and we try to think okay we have so much so many things to be grateful for so many things that we have achieved and so many awesome things in front of us, it makes it easier to then look at things that don't go that well. Very interesting question. Huh? Yeah. It's yeah, inspired <laughs> us to think. We like that a lot. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me today. I really loved our talk. And don't forget, whenever you decide to come to Australia, definitely contact me. <laughs> yeah, we, we will take you up on that. So be careful with your promise. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Cool. Well, thank you yeah, guys so much. To it. it was really a pleasure talking to you. Thank you yes, for all the inspiring questions. We will probably think over dinner still uh, <laughs> on, on the, you know, your questions and our answers. Yeah, very lovely uh, talking to you. Yeah, very nice conversation. We love the topic. Let me know when your book's out. When do you guys plan on releasing your book? Yeah, we're almost done with the interviews that we have for our book. So we're also talking with a lot of travelers. Plan to have the first draft ready over the summer. So we'll take some time to um, write it all up. First draft will be, fingers crossed, done and in uh, summer. Yeah. And yeah, you guys enjoy your dinner. Enjoy Sri Lanka and keep posting plenty of photos. Keep in touch and all the best to you also. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, thank you so much for sticking around till the end of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget, this is part one of a two-part series. So next week, I'm going to have the lovely couple on again. And I really hope they've been making this travel nomadic lifestyle work for them mainly because they want it to be inspiration for me i would love it if you would share this podcast with someone even if it's verbally just let them know just bring it up in conversation just casually like hey i've been listening to the prius heart travel and happiness podcast maybe you should check it out <laughs> until next time bye